Welcome back to Conversations Podcast. I'm Scott Law. And I'm Terry Law. Hi. <laughs> and we are here. Dad just jumps into his notes and he is so dialed into uh, being prepared for this message that he forgets where he is sometimes. Glad to have you with us today. We're, we're going back uh, to discuss how to hear the voice of God. We're unpacking it further. And we're starting off with Romans ten seventeen, our scripture verse today. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We're going to try to define what is meant, what Paul means by hearing. And uh, we, will, we will spend time there. Uh, but the important thing that I, I, I want us to be aware of on this particular uh, session is the difference between two Bible words that is fundamental for you to understand. In the original Greek of the Old Testament, there are two different words that are normally translated word. One is logos, and the other is rhema. And at times, the words are used interchangeably, yet each has a distinct special significance of its own. The word logos speaks of the unchanging word of God. It is God's counsel settled in eternity before time began, due to continue on into eternity long after time has run its course. It was of this divine logos that David wrote in Psalm 119 and said, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. That's mm. the big picture on Logos. That's the Bible mm. from Genesis to Revelation. Now, the second word translated the word of God in the Bible is the word rhema. So we've got two. We've got the Logos and we've got the rhema. And rhema simply means, from the Greek language, a word that is spoken. Now, let me go back to Romans ten seventeen that Scott quoted when we opened. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Notice, hearing comes to us by the word of God. The word word there is not logos. The word word there is rhema. So faith comes to us by hearing, and we learn how to hear rhema. Now, what is rhema? Rhema is a word that God speaks. Rhema is when you're reading through the Word of God, you've read a verse a hundred times, and one time you open the Bible and it's saying something totally new to you. You've just been spoken to by God. And that's how faith comes. Mm. This whole series is how to hear the voice of God. You cannot hear the voice of God if you are not operating in faith. Faith is what gets you ready to hear God's voice. And what is God's voice? When God's word speaks to us, it comes out of the mouth of God. We said that in Matthew 4, 4 on the last session, mm -hmm. man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds or comes from the mouth of God. Every rhema. So that's what hearing is. Hearing means God is speaking. You can't hear if, no, if there's no voice talking. And you can't hear the voice of God until you commit yourself to understanding and waiting for rhema. 
and your spirit way down inside of you is hungry for the rhema. That's what your spirit wants inside. And when your spirit and the spirit of God hook up, all of a sudden, you're hearing God's voice. You look restless like you want to say something's God. No, 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 no. I'm enjoying what you're saying. I'm enjoying what you're saying. I, I uh, Keep going. Well, in a logical sense, in order to be heard, a word must be spoken. It has to come out of the mouth. Of course. If you're going to hear, you can't hear if there's nothing being spoken. So the mouth of God is directly related to rhema. It's a word that God speaks. Now, when God speaks, it's absolutely exciting, and it's a thrilling fact. When it happens, uh, the Bible says the spirit kills, but excuse me, the the uh, <laughs> letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Mm. And the life that the spirit gives is rhema. And I trust that rhema is flowing right now while I'm talking, because I believe that when you're hearing Bible truth the way we are right now, it's a wonderful way to start hearing God's voice. And this is where it begins. I now remembered what I unremembered. That's why you you paused a second ago and asked me what I wanted wanted to say. That scripture, Romans ten seventeen. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We've got a comma in there. Mm-hmm. There was no comma in the original, uh, in the original Greek, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's hearing and hearing. It's yes. not hearing and hearing. It's hearing and hearing. So listening, listening, engaging, reading scripture, hearing scripture, and then listening and tuning your ear mm-hmm. to what the Holy Spirit is saying about that scripture. And we'll get into that in, in, in a few uh, programs going forward. Uh, how we hear the word is to be meditating in the word, and I want to describe that and how proper meditation makes us sensitive to the voice of God, and we start picking up rhema. Sure. But, but but the practice of hearing and hearing there the fact that you that he restated that that Luke restated it twice he says hearing and hearing mm-hmm. there's a there's a inference of practice intention mm-hmm. and I I'm reminded just as a as a little anecdote I'm reminded of uh, Mikhail Baryshnikov the great Russian ballet dancer ballet, yeah. uh, he had a famous quote I'm going to summarize he said. If I miss one day of practice, I notice. If I miss two days of practice, my competition notices. If I miss three days of practice, the world will notice. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he stayed dedicated right. to building his repertoire of moves and strength because he daily was practicing. And that's just like what we're talking about here, hearing and hearing on a daily basis to stay strong. Now, one of the descriptions of how God speaks to us uh, in a rhema is found in, and I forgot to uh, inform you of this, Scott, but I'm going to read from uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. This is how uh, God speaks to us and how a rhema moves from God to us. Uh, The Bible says, My son, attend to my words. One of the most important things is we give close, undivided attention to what God is saying by his Holy Spirit to us. By a firm decision of our wills, we exclude all extraneous 
distracting influences, and we say, devil, shut up. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make myself listen. Mm. And it's learning how to listen and giving undivided attention that moves us into Rhema. The second thing that uh, uh, Solomon said in Proverbs chapter 4 is we incline our ears. We talked about this uh, a short time ago. Yeah. We incline our ears. To incline your ears, to cup your hand behind your ear, to bend down as though you can't hear something, and to uh, incline your ear. It, it shows an attitude of humility. Exactly. You're bowing yourself before the Word of God, and you're making the Word of God chief in your life. Then the third thing in Proverbs 4 is uh, we focus our eyes on the Word. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Mm. We've got to keep our eyes focused and uh, renounce our own prejudices or pre- preconceptions. And uh, we accept what God says in the plainest and most simple, practical meaning from Scripture. And uh, I tell you, you want to spend time reading controversial literature about the Bible, it's out there and you can find it. But I'll tell you one thing, you spend time with that and you, you're not going to have Rama. Because it's God that talks to us through the hearing uh, of the voice of God. And uh, that's when truth comes. Now, the fourth step is even when the words are no longer before your eyes, we continue to meditate on them in our hearts. This is how a word becomes rhema. And it's beautiful to see. Let me just uh, summarize quickly here. We give unattended or undivided attention to the Word of God, number one. Attend to my words. Number two, incline thine ears to my sayings. Be humble before God's Word. Number three, focus your eyes on the Word and not on any extraneous uh, sources. And then number five, number four, excuse me, continue to meditate on them in our hearts. That's a, that's a, a I think a, an excellent thing for us to do. Mm. Now, I, I want to get uh, move forward here. On, Isaiah? I'm sorry? Isaiah? Uh, yes. Isaiah 55. We read this. Uh, Let's go with that. I think the last podcast, and we're going to revisit it again today. Isaiah 55, 8 through 12. Many of you have heard this passage. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. And the mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Mm-hmm. I love that portion. You know, what, what is beautiful there is uh, the Bible is saying to us directly, your thoughts are not God's thoughts. Our thoughts are on the earthly plane, earthly level. God's thoughts are on the heavenly plane. And he has, God has a way of getting his thoughts from heaven to the earth. And they use a beautiful picture here of moisture, of the rain falling, of snow coming down. Snow and rain mm-hmm. are flowing from God to mm-hmm. us, watering the word 
of God and God's thoughts and making those thoughts come alive to us so that we are walking in the rhema of God. And then, then uh, Isaiah goes on and says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It will accomplish what I sent it for. Mm. You can depend on that, guarantee you that God's word coming towards you, it's coming from the mouth of God, and when the mouth of God speaks, friends, that's when you br- it burns a hole in your heart. And that's, that's when you get excited. That's when you're talking to God and God's voice is in your spirit. You and God are talking. You notice the theme here through many authors in Scripture, drawing on nature. We opened uh-huh. up talking about eagles. That's right. David and Solomon. We, we, we're talking about here Isaiah. We've referenced Paul and Luke. Uh, a number of them have talked about nature and aspects in nature. Here we're talking about uh, dew from heaven and snow and rain. And then it says that the mountains and hills will burst into song and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. I think it's wonderful drawing on nature mm. and uh, using what you can see and experience for the body to kind of uh, unpack and give it a spiritual pack, a, a, a spiritual um, emphasis mm. and to identify in your spirit, what you see in the, in the physical sense. That's one. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I agree. So right now let's get to the question. How do I hear? In other words, God's word is proceeding. It's coming out of the mouth of God on a day-by-day basis. There's a word out there in your surroundings, wherever you are listening to me right now. The word of God is around you. Uh, Can I make a suggestion here? You probably are not aware of, but in the room that you're sitting right now, there are bad pictures, pornographic pictures. There's uh, sound. There's loud music and sound in the atmosphere around about you. Why don't you pick them up? You don't have a receiver turned on. Uh, if, if you have a television set on, you'll find what pictures are in the atmosphere around about you. If you have your uh, iPhone on, your iPhone is picking up the Wi-Fi of, of wherever you are, and that's how uh, we start to hear because it's on and it's engaged. It's engaged and it's, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. There's a word coming out of the mouth of God right now. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that is proceeding now out of the mouth of God. That's there. That's in your presence that is talking to you. And uh, when you decide to listen and decide to hear, all of a sudden, the whole room becomes alive with sound, mm. but it's good sound. It's God's sound, and uh, uh, I, I want to spend some time now, Scott, and it'll be where we move in in the next uh, podcast. But I want to spend some time on learning how to turn on your receivers. Okay, turn on the iFi, turn uh, Wi-Fi, turn on on the. Uh, uh, the television, the radio, whatever, how to pick up God's voice. What is the actual mechanism for us to hear God? This is how to hear God's voice. This is fundamental. And uh, we'll talk about that in the next session. 
Dad, we got 10 minutes. We do? Yeah, we got 10 minutes. Yeah. I was getting ready to show 10 minutes, so we can keep talking. Okay. Do you want me? Hold on. So we're going to keep talking. And uh, we're going to keep talking ab- uh, about the discipline, right? We're going to talk about a discipline of hearing God's voice mm-hmm. and, and getting to that now as we head towards the end of this right. podcast. Do you want me to jump into 1 Corinthians uh, well, 9.24? Or do you want to com- comment on the fact that the word of God is around us? It's, it's in the atmosphere. There's a word proceeding from God to us. Uh, how, what does that say to you? How, what does that stir up in you? Well, I, I, I remember as a child, you always saying that God is talking to you all the time. We're, we're just not always listening. We're mm-hmm. not always picking it up. And you use the analogy of a radio antenna. Of course, I'm old enough to remember the old black and white TVs and we had to put foil on the edge of the antenna to, you mm-hmm. know, and, 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 you know, uh, you, <laughs> that makes you pretty old. Scott. And well, I'm a little old, but I remember that and, and radio and having to have, turn the dial on the radio and then, <laughs> You got to get it to the right position so that you could get the clear signals. You can hear the song or the voice. And, you know, to me, that's, that's what you're saying in, in, in it. What we've experienced in the body is what you're talking about in the spirit and that the Holy spirit, Numa, he's sharing a rhema word from God to us all the time mm-hmm. about a particular situation, about a challenge in our life, about a new direction that we should be taking in our business or with our family. Mm. And it's there. It's there. We're not always inclining ourselves to that. Let's look for a moment at what hinders the voice of God. What, uh, mm. uh, what blurs or what causes hindrance and it won't let the voice of God get through to us and, and talk to us and burn a hole in our hearts. And uh, <laughs> in asking that question, I have to go back to First Thessalonians 5 when uh, Paul talks about God sanctifying you holy, spirit, soul, and body. And may I suggest to our listeners that uh, the one thing that stops you hearing God's voice, two things actually, First of all, your body, and second of all, your soul. Now, why are they hindrances to hearing the voice? Well, first of all, the rhema from God is coming to your spirit. It's coming to your inner man, your God-conscious part of you. And the biggest, uh, what's the word, the biggest bad influences or or the biggest uh, mess is is uh, the hindrances of our body. Our body is our our touch, taste, smell, uh, sight, and hearing. And those, and it's in that area. Have you ever got down to pray and said, "Lord, I need to. I need to listen. I want to quiet myself, and I want to hear the voice of God." Soon as you get on your knees, grumble, 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 all, of, grumble. all of a sudden your stomach gets <laughs> gets hungry, and you're imagining a Dagwood sandwich in the fridge that is waiting for you to make right now, and you really are going to postpone the prayer because you you're hungry and your voice and your uh, your uh, uh, body is is interfering with the voice of it's, God. It's crying out to you exactly. And, but that's what happens. Uh, let me read you uh, uh, something that I, I read somewhere that somebody said, the enemy competes with God for our attention. The battle is raging. And with so many technological advances available to us, 
we have to be more determined than ever to listen. Hundreds of television channels, the Internet, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, iPods, MP3, cell phones, computers, iPads, and numerous other items of technological advancement compete for our attention. Boy, our, our minds are, are really being assailed from every direction. And it's hard to say, shut up to your body. Sit down and listen, and I'm going to hear the voice of God. <laughs> but the world and all its stimuli, stimuli have nothing to offer the inner man. They've got nothing to minister to us to build us up. While God waits patiently for each of us to draw nigh to him and pay the price of taking time to listen. And this is the thing that I want you to pick up from what we're saying today. We need to be listening. And, uh, you know, I, I think I quoted this last time we were together, uh, uh, be silent and know that I'm God. Oh, be still and know be that still. I am God. Be still, that's the verse. Okay, so this scripture that you, you're thinking of is be still and know that I am God. Right. Okay. Right. So anyway, that is a part of the hindrance in terms of our body. Uh, let's go ahead and read 1 Corinthians 9, Scott, and uh, I want to talk about that for a moment. 1 Corinthians nine twenty four and 27. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I preach, I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. Read that one more time. That's a powerful statement. I buffet my, the old King James says, I buffet, I buffet my, body. my body. Here in the, the NIV, it says, no, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached. In other words, you're telling it to shut up and sit down and be quiet. Exactly. That's really what you're doing. And it's, that's not an easy thing to do or else we would not be talking about this. Yeah, right. It's terribly hard. But it's what stops the voice of God. Busyness. Busyness. Not business. Busyness. Noise. 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 Distraction. In every form. You know, a moment ago when you said that there are pornographic images and there's yeah, music yeah. going on, those are messages that are out there. Yep. That's communication that's out there, and we pick it up on our phone, and we pick it up on our on our iPads and our devices, and we pick it up on the radio. We're in the car, and we're listening to satellite radio, or we're, we turn on the TV, and we come home, or you know, uh, the monitors, it's everywhere you go. You go into a store to get something and they've got, you, you're in an audio video section and they've got TVs everywhere showing all sorts of different things and you're distracted. Right. And then your phone buzzes because you get a text message and, and then you're supposed to listen to the voice of God. How do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so difficult. What we're saying is we understand the challenge of, of what you're going through. And so does Paul. Paul is saying right here in 1 Corinthians, he, he has to body. beat his body, not in a physical <clears throat> sense, but he has to take the reins of the of the body, the, of uh -huh. the horse, and say, whoa, I'm going to control this animal. In other words, he's saying the body and soul, be quiet. I'm turning my spirit on so my spirit can hear the voice of God. And in order to hear God's voice, you have to make that primary, primary in your life. If you don't be quiet, and if you don't make yourself listen, you're not going to hear. I remember you telling me as a uh, as a kid, just 
just because uh, you're in the garage doesn't make you a car. Yeah, and, true. And just because you say you're a Christian doesn't mean you hear from God. That's right. You have to engage the one who has called to us, and he's speaking to us at all times. He's speaking to us. And sometimes we, we just feel like God's silent, and, and sometimes he, he might be. And yet it's up to us to engage him because he wants that fellowship. Fellowship. I love you that, know, I, you, that verse in Romans 12. I beseech you, therefore, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your re- reasonable service. And it talks in the next verse, verse 2, about being transformed in the renewing of the mind. The word mm. transform in the Greek is metamorphos. It's what happens when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. Mm. And Paul is using that incredible way of us dealing with our body. Caterpillars are ugly. Uh, I remember when I grew up in school up in Canada, we, we had caragana bushes around the schoolyard, and we'd go and find caterpillars in the springtime and drop them down the girls' uh, necks at, in, in school, <laughs> and, and they would scream and... <clears throat> all of that, but there's something beautiful when ugly caterpillars become a butterfly. Yeah. And that's what the writer Paul is saying to believers. Uh, get your mind tuned in so you'll understand the good and the acceptable and the perfect will of God. And that is transforming your mind, get, get, getting your mind in in touch with God. And that's really the challenge. That's how we listen. Mm. That's good, Dad. Well, we're going to next time actually get to what it takes to hear the voice of God. We're going to do that next time. But in summation of what we talked about today, Romans ten seventeen. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, the rhema of God, the spoken word through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is blowing yeah. the word from God into our spirit. It's wonderful. And we have to listen to that still small, that breath, that voice. Mm. And we have to we have to incline ourselves, submit ourselves to that, and shut our mind off, shut our body off, our stomach off, and listen. It's a lot easier said than done, especially mm. in today's day and age. But we can do it. You can do it. We have done it. Paul talks about the struggle. He buffets his body. He strikes his body with the blow. But he can do it and we can do it. And so that is our encouragement to you today. Turn off the madness and the noise around you. Incline your ear, pause, and listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. We guarantee you, God will speak to you. You just have to listen. Mm-hmm. You have to be ready to hear. Well, thank you again for joining us. Grace and peace on you all. We hope you have a great week. And we look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Take care. Thank you for listening today to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. We hope you enjoyed it. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Terry Law Speaks. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and many of the other major podcast platforms. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time as we continue to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who've yet to hear.